the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Strange to be broadcasting without a bunch of strangers looking at me like I'm crazy. I do love the uh, remote broadcast. Now I just have Johnny Rocket making fun of me as usual. But I had a great time, Mistwood Golf Club, yesterday. I golfed with the two gyms, one of whom is my competition selling real estate in Miami. It's okay. You can use him. He was a good guy. I enjoyed it very much. Um, and it was something to watch all of the patriots that were there and all of the people that were working. And as you think about the grand scheme of exactly what we're facing as we are being undermined by American communists and Marxists and socialists. We call them Democrats, for short. And you see just how, um, how terrible it is to be in a, in a system where one side of, of a political idea is so diverse from the other that we cannot agree on the most simple principles of Americanism. Everything in the news, every single topic, intersects with that one denominator. We are not political adversaries. We are ideological enemies. So Republicans and Democrats don't have nuanced disagreements. They have major, major disagreements. And I didn't get to all the clips yesterday. And that's the benefit of today, because I said to Misty, Misty, no guests today. Let's just go through the stuff that I didn't get through uh, yesterday on the weekend. So I wanted you to hear one of the clips that's important to understand my my broader point, that we have irreconcilable differences with Democrats. I am not going to pretend to you there is some utopia where we can all just get along and we can have people that hate the idea of liberty, of freedom, of Americanism, and somehow we're going to be able to live together in a, uh, in a peaceful disagreement and we can hide behind words like democracy when the entire time what is really meant is mobocracy. So when you have political activists who disguise themselves as athletes and do things like this, you'll know what I mean. Legislation. Okay, Go just ahead. One more. Oh. Just, uh, this weekend, Gwen Barry, who hopes to represent the United States as an Olympian on the hammer throwing uh, events, won a bronze medal at the trials, and then she turned her back on the flag while the anthem played. Does President Biden think that is appropriate behavior for someone who hopes to represent Team USA? Now, she's going to read a prepared statement that mounts to 30 seconds of political nothing because she is representing a political whore whose whose positions flow with the tides of popularity. So it doesn't matter what diapers Biden and his pippy lie stocking have to say. Just just a quick synopsis. Gwyn Berry, and I, I'm sure I'm saying her name wrong, maybe it's Quinn Berry, is an athlete that wants to be in the Olympics. Olympics, which since the dawn of Olympics 
was one country against another. So you're either representing the country you say you are, or you're not. Or maybe Gwynberry would be comfortable going to a country that actually practices all of those things she says she hates this country for that we no longer practice or, or were established on the principle against these so-called issues. Like, for instance, let's talk slavery. Slavery still exists around the world, mainly in all of the countries that these so-called activists champion. The Middle East, pick one. Pick one and it's there. Africa, pick one and it's there. Their people are prisoners. They, they, they live on some half derriered monarch system that nobody really understands as they have kings and all this nonsense, and you have a section of the society that is bound to slavery for generations if you're not born in the right bloodline. So these are all the countries that we are to believe is better, and this is why a woman who throws a rock, call it a hammer toss, it's not a hammer, it's a ball on a rope. I mean, is it that important anyway? Not to mention she won the bronze. Big deal. Big deal. All of a sudden, she's an athlete activist. And if we cannot send athletes to represent the country that love the country, then let's not send anybody. I don't have a problem with that. Let's just send people that understand the principles of why a country that is only 245 years old, that's it, the youngest country yet, the most successful. Why? Is it because of the white European and his evil capitalism, as the communists and Marxists would have you believe? Or... Is it because we're the only one founded on the individual, not the government? Yet all of these fascistic cheerleaders that pose themselves as utopian ideologues, who really their ideology builds sewers like Chicago, sewers like New York, sewers like L.A. And everywhere that practices the philosophy of these idiots, these children, who can run and jump and throw the ball in the hoop and throw the little rock on a rope. All of these idiots, the philosophy they want to practice leads to one thing, true slavery. Only you get to disguise it under classes of people, where everyone but the government is a slave in one form or another. I'm getting awful sick of entertaining these arguments by idiots who stretch and run and jump and throw balls. Well, uh, Peter, I, I haven't spoken to the president specifically about this, uh, but I know he's incredibly proud to be an American uh, and has great respect for the anthem. Is he? Is Joe Biden? Not that he knows what day it is, Tuesday or July, this stupid son of a dog. Is he seem like somebody who's really proud? Because that's not how he got elected. And that's not how he rules with an iron fist. He's not proud. Hidden in every one of Joe Biden's bills are bureaucracies. Occupied by fellow travelers. That's what they are. They're communists. They're collectivists. That's why in his bills he hides $40 billion for IRS agents. What do you think they're there for? What do you think the IRS agents are there for? They're there to go out against target citizens and seize the money they've earned. That's what they're there for. That's what Joe Biden represents. In every one of Joe Biden's speeches, what does he really talk about? He doesn't talk about how great America is. He talks, even if he tries to speak in some form to, to build up some false competition between his, his, his totalitarian China that he pretends he's not getting paid off by, does he talk about us because of what we're really proud of is our theory of individuality and property rights and liberty of the individual? Or does Joe Biden constantly talk about government the way Mao Zedong talked about China? 
By the way, celebrating 100 years of communism, I think it's today. Yay, isn't it wonderful? And we are now following the philosophy of China, of the Soviet Union, of Cuba. And all that it represents, especially for our, our men and women serving in uniform all around the world. He w- Why are they all around the world? Serving in uniform all around the world. And as you reflect on 50 years of decisions by the political whore, Joe Biden, on all of the enemies of this country, he's arms when he feels like it uses as rally cries when he wants to send more boys over and bomb more innocent people. In fact, Joe Biden represents everything wrong with why there are Americans around the world. Yet here he is in all of his glory. Time for a diaper change. But also say, of course, that part of that pride in our country means recognizing there are moments where we are, as a country haven't lived up to our highest ideals. And it means respecting the right of people granted to them in the Constitution to peacefully protest. I wonder, are we living up to our highest ideals right now? Right now, under the Biden regime, are we living up to our highest ideals? As Joe Biden is hell-bent on bankrupting the nation, his policies are so ridiculous that even his own party, the party of Marxism, the party of collectivism, of corruption, even they are starting to question kind of infrastructure plans when you're going on a sales pitch to sell new equipment on top of, a, of an infrastructure bill that you can't really give us a number on how many trillions it's going to cost. Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two? Or is it going to be seven? How you hide it under reconciliation. When I was sworn in five months ago, I pledged to put my whole soul into bringing America together. Yeah, you're doing a great job. So I was running for three reasons. The last one of which I said is Unite America. I admit it's difficult, and I think some of my friends in the press thought it was impossible. I still don't think it is, but... Because I believe that there's nothing we cannot do if we bring to come together as a nation, Democrats and Republicans. And we're really divided on a whole range of things. But if you look back across our history, from the Transcontinental Railroad to the creation of the Internet, you can see the truth in that idea about coming together. Because America, America has always been propelled into the future by landmark national investments. Is that how it was? Landmark national investments. That's what's propelled America into the future, rather than dragged it into the past of other former failed Soviet socialist nations. That's what Joe Biden represents, a past, not a future. Joe Biden is an advocate for everything America was started in spite of and against. He is the greatest threat to the America that we knew. And there is no colluding with this man under this guise and thinking it's going to come out any way different than every other socialist, Marxist, totalitarian, corrupt country where the government rakes it in and the people simply are beaten over the head with the baton of debt and futility and taxation. That's what Joe Biden truly represents. Investments that only the government has the capacity to make. Who gave them this capacity to make this? Did you give them this capacity to print you into bankruptcy, to enrich their friends? Did you give them this capacity? The government working together can make. Today happens to mark, of coincidental, but today is the 60th anniversary of one of those significant investments that changed the nation. 65 years ago today, President Dwight Eisenhower signed a bill that created the interstate highway system. 65 years ago today. And he did it in four years with no union work. Four years. Yet what can our government do 
in four years, aside from bankrupt the nation. Because that's all Joe Biden represents, is bankrupting the nation. And as he goes on tour, I have to take a break. We're going to take your calls. But as he goes on tour, I want to give you a little snippet. Uh, we have uh, the man perched up here. This is Mike LaFleur. This is our street superintendent. Don't jump, Mike LaFleur. <laughs> yeah, he's Mr. President. Don't do it. Good afternoon. Uh, I'll be right there, and I'll talk to Mike a little bit. So I guess when we tie in, we talk about infrastructure. Mike, I had a couple questions for you about this. So how important is it to have new and reliable equipment? And he's talking to them from a place that sells new equipment. So on top of all of the money, you're buying all new equipment for these companies that will be paid five times what they should be paid for work of mediocrity. Yet we keep sticking the fork into the socket. So I'm going to ask you, do you also feel that all of these companies that will get this infrastructure swindle deal, that they should also get a little sidekick for new equipment? Is that all part of the deal? 312-642-5600. Are you ready to overpay and buy new equipment? For the companies that will give the big campaign kickers back to these Democrats, I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. All of my life, the greatest scam in the world was contracts from politicians. It's phenomenal. It is a phenomenal scam. It takes little connected companies and it turns them into mammoth companies that even when they're caught stealing from the people, what do they get a fine? If they get caught, let alone the billions, I was going to say hundreds of millions. Let's not think small, especially when you're talking about brand new equipment. What do you think that equipment costs? Ironically, half of it's imported and then bought from China. Uh, I think, Adam, uh, or Mr. President, I think the key is is reliability. Um, we work on a very strict timetable, especially within Wisconsin. I love when you're driving down the highway and you see 16 miles of cones. You see four guys. Three of them are in the truck. And they got the Kamamachu backhoe and the, all of the four. I love that. But then again, you know, when you think about how corrupted American manufacturing is, maybe they're getting a deal for the people. After all, Joe Biden says it's all about this job, this jobs, the jobs that are going to be created here. There's your, there he is, the dummy in chief. I can't, I can't believe we're in this position. And I can't believe that they've come to a bipartisan agreement on what we know is going to go from $1.2 trillion to the $6 trillion reconciliation that the Democrats like AOC are licking their chops about. The Senate has its chosen priority in a bipartisan bill, and the House has its priority Listen in a this brilliance. reconciliation bill. And so the Senate doesn't run the show. The Senate doesn't tell the White House what to, what to do. Uh-huh. The Senate doesn't tell the House what to do. Uh-huh. They're a co-equal hmm. uh, partner in all of this. And so... If the Senate really wants to run with their bipartisan bill, then and they want to get on that, then they should give on reconciliation. Reconciliation means once the Senate okays it and Biden signs it, then that $1.2 trillion will be $6.8 trillion. And when you think about the fact that so far this year, Illinois, the great sewer of Illinois, has received $138 billion in funny money from the government. How, do you, how does it all end? Anybody want to take a shot at how it all ends? Steve, on the south side. Sean, two points, man. This principle is so simple. 
The government doesn't produce anything, nothing. In fact, when they're in charge of a job, do the people ever get a value? When they're in charge of a simple job, let's say the Jane Byrne exit ramp that has taken more time than it has to build the expressway under the English Channel and more money. I mean, it's a joke. Here's the other thing. Here's the other point. And this is the hard one. And this is where it really gets hard because you've got to look at family and friends and neighbors and every time somebody says, oh, I want to get a government job, or they're a teacher, or they're a firefighter or a policeman, you got to tell them, look, man, I can't afford you. We can't afford you anymore. That's exactly it's right, Steve. And, and let me ask you this. i got two kids that are in college, right? When they get out of school yep. under this climate that we built, and, and under the knowledge I have where as a, a private sector citizen, I am the target of my government, that my government hid in this $1.2 trillion bill, to enhance the bureaucracy that its entire job is to take my money I earn. Do I tell my kids and do you tell your kids to go out into the private sector where you're going to be persecuted, where you're going to be wrongfully attacked as a capitalist, or do I tell them just go get one of those government cheese jobs? What do you tell your kid? Because that's what, that's, that's what the easy way out. Yeah. But that's our world happening. doesn't come with that phony, phony employment gr- agreement that they call a pension. Where for me and you to retire, yeah. like your average municipal chair wrecker, I got to have three and a half million in a, in a 401k. It's sickening, Steve. I'm just getting tired of being lied to by these pro-government Soviets. And I'm getting tired of them pretending to be an American political party versus the communist scum they are. All right. I got that off my chest. Chris in Blue Island. Hey, Sean. Love the show. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you were talking about road construction. I wanted to bring up my favorite, and that's when they start to replace curbs, <laughs> just random street curbs. Yeah. Like on 159th by Pulaski and Cicero. It's literally the forest preserve, and they're put, putting curbs up. There's uh-huh. deer that go through back and forth. There's nothing to prevent the deer from getting in the roadway, but God it's just so wonderful. Well, we'll here's the good news. You spent $2 million on a curb, and you never know, maybe Bambi will twist her ankle and turn back into the forest and not ruin the Silverado. So thank you very much, Chris. Let's always try to be Love optimistic. You, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'll tell you, it's disgusting. Joseph in Lake Forest. We don't get a lot of calls from Lake Forest, but when I do, I prefer their name Joseph. Oh, it, hi. Um, I have, just have several points. Number one, when we spend more than comes in, we're taking the money from our children and grandchildren. We're going to devalue the um, pensions of our parents and grandparents, and eventually the dollar will be worth nothing. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Don't have to say about that. You're absolutely right, Joseph. And, and, and here's the other thing, Joseph. I have to go to commercial break, but number one, thanks for calling. That's the plan, brother. That's not a consequence they want to avoid because a bankrupt nation is a complacent nation. That's how they have us at bay. That's how we listen to these boondoggle swindles. Their plan has worked perfectly. We'll cover that. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move Gonna make you sweat Gonna make you groove Man, oh, man. Love it. That song is obviously not politically correct today. Could you make that song or the official Hillary Clinton campaign song, Fat Bottom Girls? Could you make those songs anymore today? I don't think you could. That's why I like to listen to them on my show. 
Um, I want to just touch, I'm going to take your call, so just hang on there for one second. But Joseph made an exactly relevant point about what you do when we uh, really partake in this kind of economic scheme to bankrupt the future. And everybody knows this. Even the Democrats know it. And like all other totalitarian thugs around the country that really want to control a society, this is the pattern of every country. This is it. In fact, I mentioned um, during the show yesterday, and I can't remember, to be honest with you, if it was during the commercial or when I was doing the show, there is a book out there called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. This is what our government has been doing to other countries since the 30s. This is how, you know, the term banana republic, this is how it got started. It used to be corporations in conjunction with governments would financially take an interest like they were helping countries through extending them credit in their own currency. Then when they would go bankrupt, we would swoop in with the dollar and and seize their country. And after we rebuilt their political climate to the way we liked. And um, we are now doing that plan right here in America. So Joseph sounds like a wonderful man and probably worried like we all of us who are not Marxists are probably worried about our kids, our grandkids in the future. We, we, we are yelling, stop it, as loud as we can. Stop it. You're bankrupting the future. You're destroying the American opportunity that took a country so young, an infant compared to all the others around the world, and made it the best. And the only reason is because that's the plan. That is the Joe Biden plan. Wake up and smell the communism. It is the plan to bankrupt a free nation. We only get six to eight months worth of construction or maintenance. So time is critical. We, we spend a considerable amount of time planning and coordinating. It's a rush. It's an emergency. We got to do it right now. Like every bad decision this country has made for the last 90 years. Got to do it right now. Right now, we got to help everybody. And yet you get to rewrite history, right? And FDR is a great guy. Forget about the fact that he's the reason, the primary reason this country had a Great Depression when all the others had a recession. But that's for Econ 102. All right, now I'm going to go to the lines. Bill in Itasca. Hi, Bill. Hey, Sean. You know, you had AOC on, and she surprised me because she understood the branches of government. But she told the story. She said, oh, well, we're all equal partners. All equal partners in the corruption, and you preach it every day. It's, it, it, and, every and, day. It, and it's it's just nauseating to me that 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 in in the case that they want me to believe, eighty one million people believe this nonsense and couldn't see the the hundred year legacy of the Democrat Party of corruption and and real seizure of your freedoms and rights and the ghettos that they create or that we let them get away with what I think happened, the greatest usurpation in American history through a theft. So, Bill, in either case, we're going to have to hang out. we got three and a half more years of this fun. The good, good news is I think we're going to make it. Well, I don't think Biden is. What do you think? I'm not so sure we'll survive. Oh, he'll be in a row. We had a guest a, a week or so ago who talked about, uh, I think it was on you, how the um, communism, you know, the socialism, actually succeeds because the goal isn't what we think the goal is to have complete control over the citizen that's exactly right bill that was on my show and i have the greatest guess and it was she was exactly right her name was karen damn it i can't remember her last name i probably should but misty will tell me in my ear thank you bill for calling the show and thank you for listening you see that that's how you know we're having an impact they're listening from last week and 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 that's exactly the point that 
lovely woman was exactly correct. Karen Catalin, I think it is, right? Catalin? She was exactly correct. We're looking at success and failure through the eyes of Americans, through the eyes of capitalists, through the eyes of people who want American principles. Our idea of success and the Marxist idea of success are directly opposed. That's why when I started the show, we have irreconcilable differences. These are not nuanced disagreements. These are communists against free men. That's why they must rewrite our history, bastardize our past, and lie to our children about a country that was supposedly built on hatred versus a country that was built on the Enlightenment. And yet they, they pretend that we're stupid. I have a clip I still want to play. In fact, I'm going to play it. Just hang on if you're there. You know I'll get to you guys. People, white people have been like, uh, we're oppre- oppressors. Yes. You yeah. know, arrogant. Really confident or certain. Um, defensive. And, and, and dumb. Like, white people are dumb. That's a sociology professor teaching a bunch of kids whose parents, for the most part, and society in, in the other part, are paying $50,000 a year so this communist piece of garbage can act like a man and pretend to know something because they call him professor. He's another idiot. When you say white people are dumb, I, I, he's talking about himself, and I couldn't agree more with him. You and your colleagues and all your tenured professors, you're all dumb, and you're all giving away the country that you were blessed to be in. It's disgusting to me. Scott in Velpo. Hi, how are you? Good, Scott. How are you? Good. Love your show. Love your energy. Thank you. I just have one thing to say. Johnny Rocket's grimacing now, but go ahead. Nothing's going to change until they have term limits across the board. You listen to me a long time, Scott? Or you just start? Yes. You know, okay. You know, you know that expression that I love to say, that pickpockets do not cut their hands off? You've got, a, <laughs> you've got an example here. Listen, 50 years of incompetence. Joe Biden is the is the dumbest politician we've ever had. Open fraud from the time he was in college, right? He cheated in in law school. He lies all the time. Caught plagiarizing, and corrupt. Yeah. Sons on the board. And, Everybody knows this. And what's the penalty and, for that? Yeah, exactly. But I'll say this too: he's not part of the establishment. He is the establishment. Yeah, and they all are. And that's why the Mitt Romneys of the world and these Republicans that got together on this boondoggle as they use their word for swindle called infrastructure. That's why they came to an agreement. They're excited to have a system back in place where there are no outsiders. They're all like this. Exactly. Mitt Romney is a second generation scumbag. He wouldn't be where he is if his father wasn't a corporatist piece of garbage in his magic underpants. But that's okay because now he's got his own planet. And from what I understand, he's Christ on it. It's all wonderful. Thank you so much, Scott. The Mormons. Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. Just over the break, what, what, do, you, what do you hear? You hear something about uh, Wisconsin, I believe, was the state that they were voting to take um, the records of parents, their birth records of the child, and remove father and mother and make it parent-parent. It's yeah. very clear. This is the party that will destroy everything that is good about Western civilization, morals, ethics, law enforcement, property rights. Mm-hmm. You name it, they'll destroy it. Well, I've got to check. You know, I was inspired by the last Father's Day, recognizing that it will be, in fact, the last Father's Day as the, as the trajectory of our nation is going. And as I've always reminded my kids, you're here because I'm not queer. I have decided to copyright that and put it on T-shirts. We'll be selling them, Greg, in LaGrange and other neighborhoods. So thank you very much. And you're exactly correct. 
That is the plan, because you must attack every aspect of society. I'm going to tell you a quick story, and then we'll go to break. In 2008, I was well aware of what, not just a failure, but what a connected, Sololinsky communist, Marxist, Barack Obama, and that section of Democrats were. And I fought vehemently hard. That's when I first started calling radio stations. First it was Bruce and Dan, and then others, right? Because I had known what was happening, and watched it in real time. During that time, I used to go to a cigar store called Cigar Oasis in River Forest. It was right across the street from my kid's school, and a wonderful Cuban owned it with a very terrible accent and a terrible diet. And this guy, he's like a a family member, right? But because he gets me. Because when you live under the oppression of communism, then you understand it. But he had, because he was close to Oak Park, a couple of communists that would come in. He had one who worked for Don Harmon, fat slob of a guy, just a real hardcore communist. And I would argue with him back and forth, but I'm civilized. I didn't attack him that I can remember. And during the Obama years, when they fought, saw Che Guevara, the murderous scum, when he was on his campaign headquarters in River Forest, I went to a, a, a lunch. I stopped in and I walked in a room. And here is the communist fat slob sitting with about nine people in a private room in a restaurant. All of those nine people, all of them, were heavies, became heavies in the Obama administration. Every single one of them, a hardcore Saul Alinsky Marxist communist organizer. We have been out-organized. They are in every bureaucracy. They are attacking every aspect of what our principles are, not only as, as men and women, as parents, but as Americans, and that's why they must rewrite all of this history. And that's why you're listening to these idiots. These idiots confuse your children. Put them with that seed of, of self-doubt and self-guilt. That's why the professors and the teachers and the institutions that built America are under assault. Because they're rewriting history to steal the future. 312-642-5600. We don't get fooled again. He's a Chicago guy. You know, somehow he's he's selling the the place, but he's obsessed with this Jane Burns. Did you know that we are $320 over budget from what they said it would cost? That's a little ramp. You're going to give these idiots trillions? Whoo, boy. That's going to be some expensive stuff. Fred, Orland Park. Well, Sean, with the uh, $75,000... IRS agents, which yeah. are the shock troops, uh-huh. looks like they'll be ordering all these small businesses and comparing against their bank statements to see if there's undeclared revenue that they haven't captured. And good luck if you're giving gifts to your children of $15,000, you'll be hearing from internal revenue, too. Well, why do you so think? Because they've, well, they've been politicized, and they're going to go after, they're not going to go after Democrats, they're going to go after Republicans, like you're seeing right now. Fred, hang on. I'm not going to hang up. I'm not going to hang up on you, but I want you to hear this clip. New York prosecutors investigating former U.S. President Donald Trump's business will likely issue criminal indictments against his firm, the Trump Organization. That's according to people involved in the case who added they did not expect Trump himself would be charged. An attorney representing Trump said on Monday that based on discussions with prosecutors, he expects, quote, no charges will be brought against Trump in the initial round of indictments. Several people familiar with the investigation said the initial charges would focus on Alan Weisselberg, a longtime chief financial officer for the Trump Organization and other company officials. 
Sources told Reuters the charges would likely allege Weiselberg and others received corporate benefits such as free apartments and cars that were not reported on their tax return. Now, why don't they go after the congressmen that don't pay rent or they pay fixed rent for their phony apartments where they could sneak their girlfriend in, where their wife pretends that he's not cheating on her? And why, when they get their little cars paid for and their drinks, and why do they go after the Trump guy who's been there since 1973? You go after him now? Because you've politicized these bureaucracies. Believe me, listen, it's no coincidence, Fred. I got a little tiny cigar store. Little tiny, tiny cigar store. I was shut down, right? Shut down for a year. So we filed the taxes and we were late on the taxes because we do quarter, 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 whatever the case is. All of a sudden we file everything because we were closed down. Now we get a late charge. And how much is the late charge? Thousands. You see, this, you see the game? If I would have been a guy on the, on, on the south side of Chicago and my cousin worked for Madigan and I donated to Madigan, you think I would have got that? Of course not. You politicize the bureaucracies and that is how you enforce the tyranny. And we're losing the game, Fred and Orland Park. Thanks for hanging on. That's the real point. When you see this in the news, look at Michael Cohen, scumbag day two day scumbag. He was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. They're laughing it up. He's having a good old time. He's now received with open arms. Why? Because he decided to flip on his own scum crimes and indict Trump. That's the game. They're going to go after this guy who's 100 years old, been working for the organization since 1973. You're going to go after him because you politicize the bureaucracy. That is the game. Teresa on the north side, I got 40 seconds. Hey, Sean, you know what I'd love? I would love a reporter to do a man on the street and ask the people who are on welfare and blaming white people for where they are or whoever they're blaming. Um, ask them this. In your lifetime, do you want to be a success or do you want to be a victim? I wonder how many people would answer they want to be a victim. When you've got, well, let me ask you something, Teresa. You, you've worked your whole life. When you've got 19 yep. states in this country, 19 that a family of four qualifies for $100,000 in welfare benefits, are they not successful? How long did it take you to make that? How much effort? I'll never forget. That was always my goal, that number. Always my goal. I was a little kid. We had a pot to peel a potato in or a window to throw it out of. What, it was always my goal. How many years do you struggle and do you, do you really think about how to invest and what moves to make and all of the effort that goes into it? Why? When all I got to do is go to a Social Security office and fill out my paperwork right? Who's the success and who's the failure, Teresa? We've been outflanked. They made it more beneficial to be part of the proletariat, of, or I'm sorry, the, the Politburo, and the whole time attacking people who make the world go around. The Politburo has foot soldiers. Unfortunately, they're citizens. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so uh, sometimes I, 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 uh, I over-talk the callers. Happens a lot. 
sometimes I hang up on them when I tell them to hang on. And I'm sorry about that earlier. But I don't want to leave Bob and Riverdale hanging out there, and we're going to switch topics. So let's get him in. Bob, Riverdale, how are you? Hey, all right, buddy. Okay. Hello, uh, colonizer. I understand you don't like it here. I'm a colonizer. <laughs> yeah, go back to where you came from. Go to the Caucasus Mountains of Europe. We run this country now. The indigenous who's, people and African, who's the we? African Americans and people of color. Indigenous. And you're a you won't even come to Chicago. You're a coward. And bring your it's, wife when you do. Oh, you. I'll tell you yeah, what. You, why don't you coward. come down to her cigar house tomorrow? Yeah, I'll give you the address, you piece of garbage. <laughs> I'll give you the address. One one four West Park Avenue. I'll be there at ten thirty. You come on over. Bring friends with you. Um, no, I, I'm not going to stop him. He's going to threaten me on the radio. I got to stop. I got to stop that. I'm going to tell you what you want to threaten me. I'm your guy. I'm your Huckleberry. You don't run anything. I don't know who the we is, but this is, this is the real mission. You got a glimpse into what you're dealing with. That's what they're dealing with. See, they, they want to see, that's why they have to attack America because they hate it rather than recognize the country he's from is where slavery still lives. That's where it still lives today. Why don't you go there? See how it goes. Some tells me it ain't going to go the way you think it's going to go. And that's why they have to attack America, because that's what they feel, right? You, you've been colonialized. We're the problem for everything in the world versus why it is the best place to live still. Well, we are under attack from the American communists. Still the best place. Even though, you know, what they're trying to do and try to implement is make it so that we're all in that welfare system. So that we all know what it's like to live among the character-rich welfare Americans. Right? Because as you can see, they build utopia. When he says we, he means Democrats. Let's go over the successful areas of the Democrat Party. Is it New York? Is it New Jersey? Is it the South Side? Or is it Chicago in general? Where's the good section of Chicago? Is there still one left? Because what you can see for certain is that crime is on the rise. And that's what they really represent. Bankruptcy, failure, corruption, and crime. Why? Because their policies visit really benefit the criminal. The scum, like the one that just called. The proud Chicago Democrat scum. And the neighborhoods that they inhabit. Congress is often a reactive institution. Republicans have been driving this narrative about what's going on crime. In 1994, there was a big crime bill written by the current president. Uh, the Democrats thought was going to help them win the re-election. It didn't work out that way. Are you concerned that Congress is not addressing the issue of crime since you guys are in the majority? And why haven't we seen the Democrat crime? Uh, let, me, let me address this issue of narrative, and I want to yield to Pete. So we're to believe that the radical Republicans who have chosen the big lie over the rule of law are going to lecture the country, the Congress, and the House Democratic Caucus on law and order? Are you kidding me? These are people who are denying what took place on January 6th. Law and order like the ghettos that the Democrats build and inhabit and stoke the benefit of. Law and order. This is what they're going to talk about. Law and order. When the reality is, why wouldn't you be a criminal? What's the penalty? As I read to you, the murder. And it's irrelevant of the race. He was the, the black son of a Chicago police sergeant. His murderer... Got 12 years. 12 years. We see a revolving door of gun crime. That's why when they say, why don't you come to Chicago? I wouldn't dirty my shoes. That's why. I don't go to those areas. Quite frankly, it's not worth the risk. There's nothing Chicago has to offer. And that's what other people are starting to see. People of all 
races and all creeds are starting to see that. In fact, if you're not in those gangs and in that world of scum, you don't stand a chance. It's a very dangerous place to inhabit, very dangerous for the innocent people. And you know who's starting to recognize it? Bill Del Blasio. Bill Del Blasio says that's enough. All right, we've had enough. We're going to flood the city with police. That's what Bill de Blasio says as New York City mayor, as he's now living the ramifications and the reality of his policies. That's why. Dave in Lansing. Hey, Sean, I'm in Dalton, right next to Riverdale. Maybe I can uh, help you out. No, no, I don't, I don't, don't need know. any I don't help. I go to Riverdale. I don't need any help. <laughs> Believe me, the last thing, that's my real world, brother. This is a sideline. I could give a rip with a scumbag who still would admit to be a Chicago Democrat. You think I care what this guy thinks about anything? All I care about, all I care about is that now he's right, by the way. Those are the people that are in charge of everything. That's the philosophy. And they wallow in their failure. They wallow in the corruption. That's why they all shut up and step and fetch and vote that way. That's all they know know is to ask the government for a handout. That man doesn't want freedom. He doesn't want capitalism. He doesn't want opportunity. He wants to see people he hates be stripped of their possessions and given to them. That's what he wants. That caller, so that's that why it's perfect. Gonna, yeah, that caller is going to feel the crime go up, and he's going to feel You can't fail enough. No, he can't fail enough. All he wants, Dave, is to get in on the scam. Maybe he wants to get down with the toughest gang with the most guns or get with the real gang, the Chicago Democrat Party. Now you get a job, you get a pension, and it doesn't, doesn't matter what you've created or if you're bankrupt. It's in perpetuity. So that's why it benefits. If you're still stupid enough to admit you're a Chicago Democrat, then wallow in the own, the, your own situation that your policies built. Wallow in it. Doesn't matter to me, but don't ask me to visit. And by the way, my wife and kids are long out of this state, brother. And anybody with any self-respect or dignity would be the same. Because what you're now seeing is there are certain neighborhoods in other states that are trying to pull out. California however, is, is, is an anomaly. What they do is they believe, like the caller did, that what, what we really need to do is invest just a little more money and it'll be great. In California, the Oakland police chief is warning of dire consequences after the city council voted to cut nearly $18 million from the department's budget. We have Team Fox coverage. Carl Rove is standing by with reaction. But first, let's go to William Lajeunesse. He's following the Oakland story from our West Coast newsroom. Good morning. Hey, Dana, the numbers tell the story. Homicides up 90%, carjackings 88%, shootings 70%. The police chief said crime, in his words, is out of control in Oakland. He warned the city council now is not the time to strip $17 million from the police budget. But when city council members, the majority of them that voted to defund this police department, that additional $17 million that was reduced from the police department's budget will have an impact. So this is Oakland last year. Residents screaming to defund the police. Well, since then, according to the FBI, Oakland has become the fifth most dangerous city in the U.S. Yet the council wants more social workers and violence prevention programs. The chief says that's a recipe for rising crime. Forced to cut 50... And that's where the criminal will go. And that's where the criminal will thrive. And that's the hub of the area where they're happiest They don't mind it, otherwise they wouldn't tolerate it themselves. But they do. They do mind it. And then, you know what the funny part is, like the guy that said, they they relish in the fact, they like that it's dangerous like that. Come on, bring your wife. Because why? Why why would he want me to do that? Was that that a kind thing? You think he wanted 
Listen, the first thing you do with the people you love is get them away from the scum. Rule 101. And that's why you work 80 hours a week. So you get them away from the scum. Kara Elgin. Hi, Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you? Do not do what you just did. What don't I do? give this thug your address. Sean, I'm your mother figure now. Listen to me. <laughs> These guys will play dirty. I don't They're going to throw a rock under your window. They're going to steal your cigars. They're not dirty. Throw a rock. I got an axe. Sean, throw a bullet. Thing. I got 5,000. Throw what you want to throw. You think I fear the scum? Yeah. Eh, maybe. Listen to me. One thing. All right. I was on Michigan Avenue just yesterday. Why are stores still boarded up like Trader Joe's? Like, uh, uh, I forgot what the name of the shop was. Very expensive store. Not a hot dog stand. No, the expensive stores because they don't care, Sean. They're thugs. That's all right. Stop. We need. I'm the. I'm to me, me too. Up. I'm a thug too when I have to be. But that's not the point. This is this is where they drag you into. The problem is what that guy doesn't understand is that he is the useful idiot of the corrupt Chicago Democrat. His attitude is exactly what the corrupt politician like Mike Madigan and the rest of the Chicago Democrats rely on. Because this lowlife is actually proud of the ghetto he inhabits. Proud of it. He doesn't want it to change. He doesn't want the neighbor to be safe. He doesn't care how many... You know, I I was reading a story. uh, Misty had it. It was the 11-year-old girl who was shot in the face that died at the gas station. Well, apparently yesterday there was another kid shot. It doesn't matter when you you want to you want to see you want to confuse Google, Google eleven year old shot in Chicago. There's a thousand stories that come up. Doesn't matter. That's what this scumbag is proud of, and that's the party he's a part of. So you can't get through to him. Believe me, I don't sweat them. Not in the least. I'm not worried. Thank you, though, Kara. I do love the fact that you echoed pretty much what uh, all the women in my family were texting me simultaneously. Thank you very much, Kara. It's nice to be loved. Thank you. I appreciate it. I want that guy to love himself, though, believe it or not. Believe it or not, that kid should love himself. If he had half of the energy into putting his effort towards succeeding in business or succeeding in life, instead of promoting the failed Chicago Democrat communism that he's become, a use, that he's become used to, instead of promoting it and making his, his, real, his real, real bosses, the corrupt Chicago Democrats, proud by sitting there and demanding more money. And by the way, if you live in Illinois... That's what the people who, uh, who live and inhabit these, these areas of crime and just wretchedness, that's what they, they view you as. You're the problem. You're an American colonialist. You're what has to be attacked. And that's why this mission of this new Marxism poses, whether they call it race theory or whether they call it the new economy or whether they call it infrastructure and investment, it stems from a real plot to destroy all the people who were able to be successful in this country in the name of all of those who claim to be victims, whether they're victims of their own character or some system that didn't exist is the only argument left. Right. That's, the, that's a message. Like, white people are dumb. That is a key message right there, part of what they're talking about. Like, that maybe us as well. Only some white people are dumb, and we call them Democrats. 312-642-5600. How, um, notice how they said it was going to be uh, flash flood warnings. Did you notice that? They gave a flash flood warning. I was in. It was at the Elmer Cigar House, 114 West Park Avenue. I was there, and a flash flood warning came over my phone. It didn't even rain. It didn't even rain. They can't even get like four hours right. 
Yet they're convinced that they're going to get this green energy, this another scam that these idiots all buy into, these American Marxists. My favorite was the CIA guy, the guy who voted Democrat. Did you hear about this latest idiot? Brennan. Remember Brennan? He, he actually voted for the communist who was running for president. Then, ironically, through the American Marxist, Barack Obama became the CIA chief. He's got a new idea I thought was hysterical. It's really not what I, the next segment, but I want you to hear this. Another example is the array of technologies often referred to collectively as geoengineering, that potentially could help reverse the warming effects of global climate change. One that has gained my personal attention is stratospheric aerosol injection. Oh, what's that? SAI. A method of seeding the stratosphere with particles that can help reflect the sun's heat in much the same way that volcanic eruptions do. (laughs) An SAI program could limit global temperature increases. Hmm. reducing some risks associated with higher temperatures and providing the world economy additional time to transition from fossil fuels. Oh, the world economy. Transition. So what they want to do is they want to spray an aerosol. Remember how aerosols were bad in the 70s, you know, when they thought it was going to be an ice age? They want to spray an aerosol to deflect the sun. And what happens when that stuff falls down? You know, that's aerosol. It doesn't just stay up there. It has to fall. Is that good or is that part of the CO2, you know, that, that we breathe out? Is that is that all? Do you think I don't I don't think Brennan thought this out. I I, I I just don't. This process is also relatively inexpensive. Oh, that's the National Research Research Council estimates that a fully deployed SAI program would cost about ten billion dollars yearly. Oh, that's okay. Ten billion yearly is fairly inexpensive. Yeah, from the ghetto creators themselves, it's just wonderful. All right, let's go to Jeff and Dundee. Hey, Sean. Hey, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say uh, you are just have such radio talent huh. and uh, and uh, well, I can't sing or dance. <laughs> it All right, good. But uh, you need to be you need to be on a bigger platform with more uh, wattage on the transmitter. Nice and possibly uh, and 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 syndicated. There's other other uh, cities that need to hear from you. And no. the other Democrats, make them scared. Scare them. Oh, yeah. You can always tell when you're scaring them when they threaten your wife. <laughs> I love that. Like, like he could satisfy my wife. Once you've been shawnatized, you can't be satisfied again. Thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate it. You should see the look on Johnny's face. It's the best. Bruno in Oak Lawn. <laughs> Sean, yo, hey, uh, tune in to uh, Tucker Carlson uh, last yesterday, last night. Yeah. His... Uh, his newscast was unreal. Knocked me down. I couldn't believe it. It's the best one I've ever heard. Uh, I was golfing at that golf outing. I got finished. I did not see it. But I'm going to tell you what. I do. I will watch it on my way home because I like to watch TV and drive. And I will do that on my way home. But this is where he talks about it, the fact that he's been, uh, he's been targeted by the NSA. Is that what you were talking about? No, no, no. This is a strategy that Obama... Um, get us, get, get us, what do we call ghetto putting in low income housing into the rich uh, white suburbs went back to 2010, started with Obama. And he, yeah, it was under HUD. Oregon was... and Washington and Minneapolis. And... Mm-hmm. and you know, the shame of it is, I grew up in a low income area. I really did. And uh, I grew up with poor kids. I grew up mainly with immigrants, both legal and illegal. But back then, there was a different character of the people. And what I mean by that is they weren't proud to be on government sustenance. In fact, they worked diligently hard to get off of it. You know, the problem with the country isn't the fact that the Marxists are trying to implement backdoor Sovietism, which they're doing. 
It's that there are so many people that accept it. There are so many people that are proud to buy the, the lies that they call their version of history. There's there's so many people that are still proud to call themselves Chicago Democrats. When you live in the hub of the most corrupt mafia-run city in the nation, we're a national joke. Yet the people who vote Democrat in Chicago wallow in it rather than recognize it. That they've become numb to the fact, Bruno, we just had 74 people shot in the city. You think that the Chicago Democrat would be upset or want to get the perpetrator? Who's the bad guy to the Chicago Democrat? The Republican, the white one. See, that's the bad guy. Not the, not the people who enslaved them to a system where all they can do is try to survive by being a part of that corruption. That's the problem, Bruno. And uh, that's how you've ideologically destroyed a nation. You've, you've, you've stolen its soul, the people of it. You've, you've really taught the people how to be slaves to a system of corruption and failure and bankruptcy. And their only real option and their only real hope is that they could someday be a part of it. That's the destruction of the American will. And that's the psychological corrosion that would make one American chant to steal the property of another American in the name of some phony giveaway utopia society. It's a destruction. It's a, it's a shame. 312-642-5600. got a full board. Hang on, if you're there, I'm going to get the Alderman Demand hearing on crime. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's a shock how it came. And then, right, and these are following in, uh, um, what is the name of this site? It's my news, not Newsmax. Oh, it's News Generation. Get this, Illinois is the fourth highest tax state in the country behind Behind three other Democrat-run states. Isn't it great? They're in charge, and they're large. Bart in his car. Yeah, you know, it's the fourth highest, depending on how you obfuscate the um, the numbers. You know they're fixing that, too. You can't, if their lips are moving, they're if you, Well, if you add up all of the taxes, including the VAT taxes and the different usury taxes, we're actually number one. Go ahead. Unfunded mandates and just what it costs to get, oh, oh, six miles over and a speeding ticket, you know. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Good stuff. It's ridiculous. But that guy in Riverdale, I don't I don't know that he was from Riverdale. I no, don't think he was from Hyde Park. He's a liar. He, he calls from the Hyde show. Park. Because usually you need an education to be that stupid. Yeah. Calls the show under different names all the time and different things he's going to say. And then he gets on and, and really helps me. I love that he calls. He proves my point. And uh, that's the greatest asset to it. So, you know, obviously, you should see my phone, right? I got guys that are like, I'll come to the shop. I got guys that are going to think it's going to be a weapons class. Don't come to the store. This guy's not going to show it. It's the closest he's ever been to a job where he listens to my show and calls me up to argue on behalf of the Chicago Democrat. I love it. Thank you, Bart, though, for the. Can I come by yeah. for an Arturo Fuente? You come by anytime. You know you're more than welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. We don't sweat that small stuff. Yeah, my, my Johnny and Rocket loves the Arturo Fuente. It's his favorite as well. And um, as you know, you know, I got I to gotta be for my little. I got a, a relative that works for me. Poor kid can't get a job, right? So he works for me, makes the coffee, whatever. So I got on the sign Biden voters keep out. It's a simple thing. So some guy comes in, he's buying a cigar yesterday, and he tells my cousin in the middle of the transaction, hey, I'm a, I'm a Biden voter. I told my cousin we'll give him his money back or charge him 100% stupid tax. That's it. Those are your options. You don't get the cigar, dummy, 
or you pay a 100% stupid tax. It's how we treat anybody dumb enough to vote for a Democrat, let alone Biden. Ish, is it Ismail? Ishmael? How do I say it? Hey, you got it right, Ismail. Hi, Ismail. Thank you for calling the show. And you are an oddity. You are like a spotted owl in the North Pacific. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, actually, I grew up in Chicago. My mom raised seven kids on welfare. And every single one of us, the only thing we wanted to do was get help her get off welfare and go get jobs. Can you, can you tell me, would, Ismail, what changed? That's how it was when I was a kid. I had friends on welfare. You know, I understand the concept, but I also understand what happens. My, one of my close friends, his father was a scam artist at Social Security. He pretended to be depressed. Then my buddy did it. You know, my buddy right now is locked in an institution. You know, there were a lot of guys doing that, and they, they thought they'd get away with it, and some of them, are, you know, they're, they're drinkers or there's something wrong with them. But, you know, I can say for a fact that I've been uh, self-employed for 30 years. I work in the city. I don't want to go into what I do, but I can no, tell you that I have worked hard to never be a board of the state or de- or have to depend on the country to take care of me. I want to give back. I want to help people get a better life. And you know what? This democratically run city has driven me out. I'm looking for I'm, – I'm probably going to move to Florida. You call me, baby. Liberty Real Estate Services. Come on. We're on South Florida. Really? Yeah, that's what wait, I really do. Wait, wait. Are you on the East Coast or the West Coast? Both. Really? Oh, yeah. And that's why <laughs> that's I'm going to tell you, you want, you want to know, I chimed in. I, I, I wasn't going to talk about um, what happened in, in, in Surfside. It's a, it's a beautiful community. In fact, I, I was at a restaurant no more than a month ago, not far from that building. And um, that, you know, that particular instance, when you have those buildings that are built that time, most of them have major special assessments and constant things that go on. But that's the, the only downside with the East Coast is a lot of those buildings are older and were built under really different zoning rules. So, you know, there are some differences between the East Coast and the West Coast. Aside from the fact, do yeah, not move to also, a Democrat county. Also, yeah, well, wasn't that in Miami, though? Wasn't that, like, right yeah, there North on the Miami. Miami? Surfside is North Miami, yeah. yeah. And it's a yeah. tragedy. And if you know about that whole story, what happened was they had a special assessment that was actually due at the end of this month, and it was a lot of money. And the problem was they worked it for like a, a year. They knew about this problem. It's really a tragedy. It's a tragedy of just error and, I think, underestimating the devastation of older buildings. So we'll take care of all of well, that here, for I, you, buddy. Go ahead. Before you cut me off, I wanted to tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. What I find is the biggest problem in Chicago and really all over the country, not just with Democrats, but with all of us, we, we have to learn to say yes and no at the right time. And the problem is people are saying yes way too often and they're saying no at the wrong time. And they're not saying no when they should. So there's a problem with yes and no. I'm actually thinking about writing a book. It's called The, the Power of Yes and the Power of No. People need to say no to food. You notice? Yeah. The, the 80%, I, I think the last thing I heard was 80% of the U.S. population is overweight. You believe uh-huh. that? I believe it. Sure, I do. And uh, and now with free health care, how more did that? We can get that to ninety percent at no time at all. So here's the deal: I'm going to make you, Ismail. You write the book. I'll have you on as a guest. I kind of had you on as a guest now. What do you think? I love it. I'll, all right, I'll do it. Keep... I, I think people need to say yes and no at the right thing. And and right now in Chicago, we need to say no to democratic-controlled, ruled government. 
and say yes to a new government. Wherever it comes from, I don't know. But it's got to come from somewhere. Ismail, Logan Square, as rare as the spotted owl in the North Woods, he's born in Chicago and doesn't vote for the Democrat Party. Thank you for giving us inspiration. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Poor guy had nobody to vote for his whole life. Nobody to vote for his whole life. I don't even know if they've, Logan Square, has that area ever even run a Republican as, as an alderman, as anything? It's just really pathetic. Harry, how are you? Are you in New Mexico? Yes, I am. How you doing? Harry, thank you for listening. I don't even, I don't even care if you're going to attack me right now. I'm just glad you're listening. Go ahead. I, I moved here from Chicago. I'm not going to attack you. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I wanted to get your take on why you think the media is the way it is. Why so many people have bought into this socialist ideology. Intellectuals intellectuals have a hard time with the concept of capitalism and have an even harder time with the concept of liberty. The way in which they see society is that it is too stupid for its own freedom. So what the intellectuals believe is in a intellectual tyranny. And the way that they've constructed that, never forget Karl Marx was a reporter, never forget that Engels was a, was a, a professor. So the way that they've constructed it, they don't like the idea that a working man, if given the right to his property, can attain more wealth and status than an intellectual. So they've created a system where we turn it over to these so-called technocrats, who are based in in this phony intellectual arena where they get to dictate who works, who doesn't, who's good and who's bad, who's a slave and who is a slave master. That's the arena that they construct. Whether they call it communism or Marxism or socialism is irrelevant. The problem we have is that they've managed to come up with 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 an amount that has lured good people into calling for their own slavery, into calling for their own tyranny. And they, you know, that's what you see when you hear people that are happy in Chicago as Democrats. When you hear them chanting for that ideology, they've won. And it's it's at the point you move to New Mexico, or you move to South Florida, or you move to to Arizona, or you move to a state that hopefully you you're treated like an American in. There's there's only about twenty well, of them left. That's why I got out of Illinois. I mean, but I, I you know I mean there's something to say for philosophy trickling down from the tops. I don't know if it's so much of a a hatred for freedom or elitism, which is what you describe. It's an envy. It's an envy of their fellow man. It's built on the principle of the of the most basic human instinct, which is envy and covetousness. See that guy? Like like when you hear them, people attack other people. They don't know you. They don't know what you really think. They just know that you represent more than what they have. So they hate you for no reason. It's built on envy, as all tyrannies are. Thank you, Harry. And good luck to you in New Mexico. I hope you have a good time. And I've always wanted to drive through New Mexico. I think it would be beautiful. Uh, We're going to have to talk about that later. Get Harry's number. 312-642-5600. Is this Brittany? How about that poor thing? I mean, I, I don't know. Everybody's got their opinion on it. But are you crazy? If she lost her. She's a slave by her father's. That's insanity to me. Poor thing. You tell me that scoundrel hasn't absconded with every nickel that poor kid made. All right, let's go to the phone lines. I love that we have a full board. Fastest two hours on the radio. Captain D, Midway. 
Yeah, um, Sean, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how much the work, work ethic has changed. Mm-hmm. My great-grandparents were farmers in Oakland, where the high school is. That's where their farm was. And when Social Security first came out, my great-grandparents were so proud that they wouldn't take the money. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, do you know, that's what I, I, would, I would love to lead an effort. You know, when you're, when you're an entrepreneur, they call it self-employment tax. And they penalize you. That's aside from income tax. They penalize you for having not worked in the system of, of, uh, of industry where they tax you weekly. And they call it self-employment tax, and it goes directly into Social Security. What about the people that don't want it? I, I am trying to start a movement. I don't want it. Just give me the money back that you took from me in the name of this phony scheme. And I don't want a nickel of that phony Social Security. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I've become so disenchanted with the United States that I met a, a, a woman that's um, retiring from the Thailand Army. She's been stationed in China. And I'm going on a vacation to meet her. And, you know, people... In, in different countries, their brain is wired different. If I if I can put it that way, and yeah. um, we're 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 just going to see how things go. I just, Sean, I just don't see a future here. Well, I think it's always going to be darkest before. I understand how you got to that thing. I, I don't think it's a bright future. I'll tell you that. But I still, I'm still going to say it. We have the best opportunity of regaining what America was from within America. And besides, are you really going to want to go live in China? I mean, I'm sure she's wonderful, especially, you know what I mean? She's well, no, she's, she's in Thailand. She was stationed in China as a... As a well, Thailand, a I, I mean, here, you, you know what? Your taxing system in Thailand is more fair than it is in America. Did you know that? The taxing system, the income tax is less in Thailand than it is in America. So, you know, hey, Captain D, you call my show from Thailand. I'm going to send you a shirt, which ironically will probably be made in Thailand. No, I'm kidding. All right, thank you very okay, much. I'll, All I'll the wait. shirts here are made in America on AM560, the answer. But, Captain D, we wish you luck and stay in contact with me, will you? I will. Right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Isn't that nice? Robert in Oak Park. Getting a lot yes, of... Yes, Sean. A lot of As you know, I'm a supporter. As you know, I'm a supporter. And I've been listening to talk radio actually 560 since the days of Joe Gentile, Joe Gentile 4, the uh, original of AM560. And I've never heard what I've heard today a person threatened by a miscreant. And I tell you why. This individual, he's emboldened. He's emboldened by the uh, attack against the police. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, well, sure. I mean, look at the city of Chicago. All of this chaos, all of this nonsense, and when push comes to shove, in the rare cases that the, that the assailants or the predators are caught, we find out they've got rap sheets at 19 years old, at 18 years old, that are your, the length of your arm, that they've been arrested numerous times for serious, serious crimes. So, sure, why wouldn't you be emboldened, right? How do gangsters walk around in a corrupt neighborhood? They walk around like kings because everybody knows there's a gangster and nobody will do anything about it. Robert, you're exactly correct. Thank you, by the way, for listening. I appreciate it. And that's really the sadness, and that's really, but that's what really Chicago represents. Chicago is the greatest place to be a scumbag. The greatest place in America. The, 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 the living is high in Chicago if you're a scumbag. One quick call. Let's go on, John, in Portage Park. Sean, love your show. Thank we you. play cards. Uh, me and three other people play cards every uh, Tuesday. 
Uh-huh. And we have who who buys the beer is the closest to the body count of the week. And John, uh, isn't week, that isn't that sad? Isn't that sad? But unfortunately, that's the best case scenario. Is that it doesn't matter to anybody. It's just become. It's not even a talking point anymore. It's become so normal. Thank you, John, for holding on, and thank you for calling. It has become so normal to live in the kind of failure where it's 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 a drinking game or where it's an under-over. It's a disgrace is what it is. It's a disgrace, and it's a representation of the American Democrat. How do you like it? Have you had enough, or are you thirsty for more? If you're still voting Democrat, you love it. I'll be back in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.